Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Nashon. Today is it. It is the end of our trilogy of bullshitting about wrestling. WrestleMania is this weekend. I am equal parts hyped and nervous about it. I'm curious as to who is going to be known as the first wrestler or group to walk out on that stage in front of a WWE audience for the first time in a year. It is going to be, I think the pyro is probably going to get the biggest pop. I'm just saying. For my money, I think it it should be the New Day or they have the WWE title match first on night one. So that way you have Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, main eventing night one because we know the Universal title is main eventing night two. There is no way around that. But before we get into the Oh, oh, so crazy world. And we unmute Bennett and Matt one more time. Let us talk about the final four in both men's and women's. First and foremost, South Carolina. Oh, so close. In defeating Stanford in the national semifinal, that bad luck bounce did not did not go their way. Stanford made their first championship game in 11 years. 10 tournaments, 11 years. Uh, and then yeah, honestly, the matchup that really just brought a smile to my face. Arizona defeated UConn. Now, let me sit here and say this. UConn is was one of the best teams all season long. You want to know why people don't watch the women's tournament? Very simple. They know UConn's going to be in the finals. So why watch the tournament? Well, this team from Arizona, a scrappy squad... They were disrespected to the point. They were not even put in the hype video for the final four. They treated it as the final three. Like, really? They had a chip on their shoulder. They took UConn completely out of their game. And in their first ever final four appearance, they made the championship game. They dominated UConn from beginning to end. UConn started to make a run. They knew they would, and they shut them out. So, and I lived for a year and a half in Tucson, so I always have a soft spot for Arizona. Unfortunately, that could not roll over into the championship game as in a all-Pac-12 matchup, which is rare in the NCAA women's tournament. Well, it's rare in either of the tournaments. Stanford defeated uh, Arizona to win the national title. And congratulations to Stanford. I believe it was their first since 92. So congratulations and surviving this strange season. Now if we can get their tournament on par with the men's, everything will be great. Speaking of the men's tournament, the first national semifinal. Um... Somebody forgot to tell Houston they needed to show up. And I had them in my title game. But that Baylor defense is no joke, as I will explain later. They dominated Houston from pillar to post. It was, as Jim Rosh would say, a slobber knocker. But you go from a slobber knocker to a holy shit. UCLA went punch for punch 
with Gonzaga, taking them to overtime, and then in a highlight reel that Gordon Haywood would have wished he had, Darrell Suggs hit a 50-footer with two seconds, about less than a second left to win the game. Holy cow, are you not entertained? Yes, you are. And then in the tournament final, give me just a second. All right, this was the top two teams all season. And there was a interesting statistic that if the top two TAP preseason teams met in the championship game, the number two team always won. Well, that was the case. As Baylor, this was a team so much in shambles after the um, um, before the arrival of Scott Drew that they were basically on probation for like five years. Uh, in one season, they they were barred from playing non-conference games. He said in his introductory press conference, he's not here to make the NCAA tournament. He's here to win games in the NCAA tournament. And he won the biggest game. This, this team, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Congratulations to the Baylor Bears. Also, congratulations to Gonzaga. Yes, they went undefeated until their last game. And there was, there was some rumors that, you know, if uh, Baylor hadn't had a COVID pause, that they would have been undefeated right now. So, all I know is this. Out of all the insanity, all the blue bloods, now they're not making the tournament or making the tournament and humiliating themselves. The top two teams in the country all season long made the finals. And it, it was a bell to bell Baylor win. But Gonzaga showed consistent fight. And even within like the last minute as it was like out of reach, they're not they're not fouling to try to make it close. They're um, they're giving each other hugs, you know, in, in dead ball situations. So it the respect was there. And Mark Fuse is going to do it again. I know they're facing uh, Duke in a uh, non-conference game next season. I'm excited to see that game as uh, as always. And everyone, hell, uh, Matt criticized him for having a uh, cookie cutter schedule. Well, it ain't gonna be. You have to do what you have to do with. A lot of their games were canceled because they were playing non-conference games against, you know, power teams and, you know, COVID. But hopefully next year we'll be back to a quote-unquote normal tournament. We'll see what happens. I also want to, even though I'm a Duke fan, I want to sit here and give a shout-out to Roy Williams. Roy Williams retired last week. Everyone thought it was an April Fool's joke. It wasn't. And then everyone's like, okay, so who's going to be the next coach? Hubert Davis is has been announced as the new coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Heels. He has been in that system for uh, coaching-wise for 12 years, ever since um, for the last, uh, actually, the last 10 years. Excuse me. He played at Carolina, so they wanted to keep it in the family. There was people talking about like Mary uh, Jerry Stackhouse from Vanderbilt, or they'll try to lure Brad Stevens away from the Boston Celtics, which, um. I don't think that would have been a good idea. Uh, just like with Duke, whenever Coach Krzyzewski leaves, 
Um, I think those are only the two, to my knowledge, that will keep it in the family because I think Bill Self wasn't a Kansas grad or anything, played on Kansas when he got hired after Roy Williams left for Carolina. So, you know, and another first. He will be the first African-American head coach for the University of North Carolina. That is historic unto itself. So, Hubert Davis, congratulations. I hope you have wonderful success with the exception of the Duke games. In that case, I hope you are, you know, fall flat on your face. Because, you know, I'm a Duke fan. I've got to say it. But, you know, all, all respect to... Uh, Hubert Davis, I know he's going to do a great job, uh, well respected, so we will see what happens. And with that being said, we are going to take a quick break. We are going to unmute Matt and Bennett for the final time, and we will get talking about more professional wrestling as we gear up, get excited. WrestleMania. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro. That is Sax, Rock, and Roll by Kevin McLeod. This song and other songs that are royalty-free are being able to be found on IncomTech.com. We'll see. So, Bennett, Top uh, two tag teams. Who you got? I would say New Day number one, and um, uh, but but again, I sort of want to not go with what you said because I feel like you know there's different qualities we could see in all tag teams. Right. Um, but again, if if, I, if this was a true list of my top two, New Day would be number one personally because they've revolutionized. You know, they've re- basically rebirthed the tag team division from what it was. To what it is now um, and now I mean some of the strongest stuff on Smackdown and Raw is their tag team Thanks. except for was it Raw's women tag team currently I just uh, I have a problem with it um, yeah uh, it, I just have a problem with Nia Jax because I get it she's big and so that's her main stuff is just being big but like that's just stale and old yeah. and um, especially in that division uh She's supposed to be a wrecking force, and she will be because there's no one that can be, you know, better than her because she's just big. Yeah. Um, but sorry, that's off the. That was off the the beat. No, it's there. fine. She she could afford to be a little bit safer in the ring too. And plus, oh, yeah. they kept going last week uh, and this week, like the stuff that they were saying about what they were going to do to Lana, and they kept saying like, "There's one line." I'm like, "It's not even good acting." Like, no. hey, come on, y'all, step up your game. You have like people falling off of giant like props back in the 80s and 90s you can you could do better yeah um but top tag teams dx just because they were so exciting uh degeneration x has to be now um, are are we talking about the Shawn michaels triple h tag team or are we talking about the new age outlaws um the the Shawn michaels triple h um because they were entertaining those two together um I mean, you could tell they were actual friends. They didn't hate each other backstage. Um, and uh, it, it sort of both of their careers were already Hall of Fame careers mm-hmm. um, pretty much up to that point. And then they joined forces and it was like, okay. And now, you know, they're, they're good friends. They're both working together still in the company. Right. And um, you can tell like without that, maybe, you know, they would have continued, but they probably wouldn't have had as long of a career as they have. Right. Um, I could put the Hardy Boys. I could put Edge and Christian. I could put. Um, well, hold on. We don't want to name too many tag teams because we might be. Uh, I mean, thinking... I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just. I'm. I'm thinking out loud. I could put. I could put the Ascension on here if I wanted to. Sorry. What? Wait. Hold on. Okay. Um. You want to put the Ascension on here? 
For what? Um, for having the least amount of, um, like, <laughs> the, the worst run in WWE history. There you go. Because you just put okay. the Ascension okay. in the same sense as the Hardy Boys and Edge oh and Christian. God. Like We had to stop you right there. Okay, so I just say, I could go off the deep end. I could say Enzo and Cass. Well, I mean, they had that was charisma. back when NXT was, um, you know, trying to be something, and everyone thought they were, and then they got to the WWE, and those of them just fizzled right back out. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and tell everyone. Except, I mean, it, I'm gonna tell everyone listening right now that um, when Bennett said the Ascension, both me and Matt were trying not to fall out of our chairs. Yes, we were about to uh, go commit some crimes. <laughs> if he clearly meant it, uh, luckily, no, I would never, ever, ever uh, admit that I liked the Ascension or okay. Vaude villains or Enzo and Cass. Okay. I, I was um, going to say, ju- just remember, I have the ability to mute this. Those were some. Those were muted right. teams. You know, and now you're just listening out the 2015 uh, tag team division. That's <laughs> because I, I swear I, I see. And the, like I said earlier, the um, new if it wasn't for the new day, what the hell would that division have been? There would be no tag division. Uh, no, and, no, and, was, and really, the only way that New Day even stayed relevant is because they were beating yeah. trash like those. It was. It would have um, been two singles guys put together for some stupid ass reason, and they got the titles. That's what the tag um, Okay, let me let me be serious. Let me say my second one. Um, I thought I thought you already said um, the brothers of destruction. Brother, no, I didn't know. I'm not going to say the ascension. Gosh, no, I don't no wanna, you know you no, said that, DX. Mm-mm. Oh no, I said DX was my first. Oh, I guess, did I say New Day was first? Yeah. Okay, let's go. I was going to say um, if, I, if I had to choose a third, it'd be yeah, brothers of destruction. Okay. That's just you know, undertaking. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Oh, thanks, Bennett. <laughs> now that you've listed the entire 2015 tag team division, um, I guess I've run out of ideas. No, I'm playing. Um, number one, all time. The bar's been lowered very, very. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Number one, number one tag team. Anytime I think of it, give me the Hardy Boys. Let's go. Hardy guns up, jumping off ladders, jumping off anything you can see. These guys. Just two kids from Cameron, North Carolina, started off in trampoline wrestling, coming in together. And that one time, Hardy, Jeff Hardy uh, faced Razor Ramon when he was 16, when he was supposed to be 18. Hey. He went back to school ne- the, ne- the next day. He's like, oh, I was on Raw. That's, that was awesome. That was a great story. But those two guys coming up together, just dominating, just making the, TL- the ladder match and TLC matches so much fun to watch, setting the bar high, really just working well together in any company they went to. I mean, the return in 2017, <sighs> incredible. Oh. I mean, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be there That and, was the uh, during that of, night. That was the peak of the Hardys in their second run, was that first night. Yeah, but by far. They, <laughs> they, they didn't even need to win the titles um, to get that. But they, the crowd reaction would have been enough. But then they got the titles. And, they, oh, man, I don't, when you just think of a really good – and relevant tag team that the fans want to see, I think, the Hardy Boys. And another team, um, I always liked this team. I guess it was, I guess it's a little bit of personal bias, but I've always enjoyed Big Show and Kane working together, which is a little bit weird because I know they're just two big dudes. But I think the, I think their early run back in, was it 05 and 06? Their <laughs> early run, I've enjoyed that more than the 2011 run. Uh, mainly because they were, they didn't look like um, shadows of their former selves. They were both pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't say in their primes, but pretty dominant. Um, they were taking care of competition pretty easily. But I was enjoyed their matches. They um, made sure everybody knew who they were, and they were really good. I, I enjoyed their tag team title reign. I think it was just amount of time. It wasn't too long, and it wasn't too short. But I was going to say Brothers of Destruction, but I think that was too cliche because everybody knows about the Brothers of Destruction. But, you know, the tag team division now, I wish I could say there's someone that I really enjoyed. I wish I could say that. I wish to. It, it's hard. I mean, Miz and Morrison are entertaining, but I mean, but their shadows are their former selves. Morrison yeah. should be, and that's another one who should have a world title run in WWE is Morrison. I mean, come on. The guy has proven everywhere else that he can be a world champion, but Vince only sees him as Miz's lackey. 
You, yep. you know, you know who really, really, really deserves a title run, a long one. Gold. It better dust. not be the Ascension. No, gold dust. <laughs> gold dust. Gold dust. That man has oh. been in WWE yes. for so long, and he has yeah. done absolutely nothing. I mean, he's done some pretty entertaining things, but he's never really held a title for any length of time. Oh, it was the Intercontinental Championship, but like that one time not good enough for you. <laughs> one time. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the match. That's all you're getting. One. Oh, it was several times. Okay. But I mean, several times. Was I going to remember him on the best Intercontinental Champions list? Yes. But uh, 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 maybe, I guess. Maybe he's outside maybe of not. Top 10. Yeah, maybe not top 10, but I guess he's there. But. You know, but he just feels like it, it, he always was just mid-card. And I just feel so bad for him. And then he got stuck having to babysit his brother, um, you know, uh, Stardust back in tw- – again, most of my information is coming from 2015. So yeah. um, that Stardust thing. What a year. Nightmare. Um, so, I, love, I, mean, I love when they did, uh, like, the Brotherhood, where it was him, it was Goldust and, Dust and Cody Rhodes. I loved it. But then when uh, Vince wasn't really behind it, so they had the titles, but they had really had no teams to beat them. And then what he comes up with this gold dust shit. Like, really? I mean, come on. Yeah. Now, necessary. I will sit here and say, um, one team that should have had one match in WWE. Just one match. Harlem Heat. I wanted to yep. see Booker T and Stevie Ray one time in a WWE ring. Hell, they were trying to set something up with uh, the Revival, but it never went anywhere. Because, you know, the Revival was, had one foot out the, out the door. But, I mean, even in 2002, 2003, hell, I would have loved to see in, in – uh, uh, Stevie Ray come out to defend his brother uh, in the build up to uh, WrestleMania 19. You could have Harlem Heat versus Evolution. Yeah, yeah, that would have been better than what they provided, especially the results. Especially when it took about 20 seconds for him to crawl over after a pedigree. <laughs> So, um, lost opportunities, man. Dude, I mean, we, we could sit here and talk about lost opportunities like the Summer of Punk, uh, WrestleMania 19. Um, hell, WrestleMania 13 was a lot. Was well, I think that was a lost opportunity that turned into a greater. Like, you really am glad that lost opportunity didn't happen because. Brett and Sean were supposed to have a rematch, but he lost his smile. Right. And what do we get out of it? Austin and Bret Hart, the, the, the classic double turn. That it takes a it takes everyone involved. If you can pull off a double turn, you're golden. Um, yeah, I think the last double turn I remember was Ziggler versus Del Rio in right. 2013. Uh, I mean, and that that was kind of done because uh, Vince had lost uh, trust in Ziggler because yeah, he had the title, but he was injury prone. And yep. this is back when if you had a concussion, they had to take you off the road. I mean, they still do have they still have that now, but. Um, so when he came back, he literally lost it on his first defense of, of the title. And they did yeah. a double turn because they felt, oh, well, he, he'll be sympathetic as a baby face because he had a concussion. And <laughs> no, like it reminds me of when they turned Randy Orton in 2004 after his match with Benoit. And they turned him face. Because Triple H wanted the title. But the crowd's like, oh, yeah. And they take the title off him a month later. And he was so bland and so like, oh, well, you know, I'm going against Triple H. Really? Congratulations. You want a cookie? 
Good um, for you. Yeah, good for you. Aren't you just nice? Um, okay, that's that's actually a, a, another question because greatest and if Bennett, if you say the big show in this, I'm muting your ass. Okay. Oh boy, that's the question. Greatest heel turn that you can that, that you can remember, or that or uh, of all time, greatest heel turn. And I'm oh, be, and I am begrudgingly going to let Bennett talk first. But when I Colin, no. I was going to say when Colin Cassidy it ends it now. Oh my <laughs> god! That's it. Mute. Oh no! No! Wait! 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 wait. <laughs> One more chance. One more chance. One more chance. One. Um, it really, it didn't. Uh, it, I wasn't alive, obviously. Uh, but but rewatching the stuff, um, and rewatching the build up, it it felt like both of them could have been heel. Both of them could have been, you know, stayed babyface. Um, and it, you really chose a side. It really wasn't a heel turn. You just chose a side, and that was the um uh. Savage Hogan breakdown of the was it ultimate power mega, mega powers mega powers uh, yep. the mega powers broke um, and you just chose a side because that was your favorite yeah. um, and they were really pushing I think for what was it Hogan to be the face and Savage to be the heel yeah because situation but yeah. I know Hogan, for instance my dad loved Savage and he stuck with Savage even though you know uh, Hogan was obviously gonna you know, come out at some point in time and be the winner ultimately uh but but that one that one re-watching those matches because savage is amazing um just you know you don't see a lot of people back then like you do now as athletic like like jumping off the rope and stuff like that they were um it really became a big thing you know uh later on but that just you know it, it, he was amazing and then hogan of course is hogan so yeah i wish more people were more charismatic like savage was Nowadays, I agree. So, greatest heel turn, Matt. Oh man, there's so many good ones. I, I mean, even just recently, like a few, like a few years ago, Dan O'Brien was pretty unexpected. Yeah, um, I, during that WWE title match with the low blow, and then oh. the Planet's Champion. Yeah, he made that. He made he made that gimmick entertaining. I'll tell you what, he, he did. He was the guy. He was the guy that let Kofi take the title off. And I think he was good in that situation. I think it's the best case scenario because if Kofi took the title off AJ, I mean, it wouldn't feel the same, I don't think. I think also it was a situation where, um, and they, I think what's the best way to put it? They kind of like reversed the roles of WrestleMania of 30 because you have Daniel Bryan now calling. Kofi, a B-plus player. Right. Full circle to what he was called five years prior. Right. And that was a good story in itself. Mm-hmm. But I think the best – that's one of the more recent ones I know, but I think the best one that really impacted me the most was um, Seth Rollins with the Shield. Okay. Because um, I was – because I think – and I was younger back then. I mean, I was uh, 12 – now, I, I'm not going to say an age because I can't. I don't do simple math. I'm just going to say I was m- middle school. Let's say middle school. And um, I think this is when I was finally getting around to, you know, the Shield were being good guys. Now. You know, they just had a few matches of Evolution. They helped out Daniel Bryan the night after WrestleMania. Yep. They, they were such a strong unit. They looked unstoppable. And then Triple H said, there's always a plan B. Uh, and he takes the chair. Bam! Right Roman Reigns across the back. And I had the same expression as Dean Ambrose, just uh, the yeah. eyes wide open. What? And they hits Dean. Boom. Wax him completely. Took me off guard. And they make him full-blown heel. Yeah. Champ, Money in the Bank winner. Champion. Wins in the main event of WrestleMania. All within a year. I mean, it was just so unexpected. Because those guys stuck together for a long, long time. Those were the three guys I never thought would ever do anything against them. You know, they're bro- the brotherhood. And, yeah. you know. You, you, you thought they would have, you know, and it's kind of uh, cliche to na- say now, but you thought they would have the breakup like the New Day had. Like, literally, right. we're still friends, but we're going our separate ways. The only yeah, thing... Was so well. 
that WWE did wrong on the uh, from the production side of that was they had the camera on with Rollins in the background. You see him do the chair thing, so it really takes away. Like it's still a shocking moment, but I think what they should have done is that they should have like really focused on Triple H when he said, and then as soon as he says Plan B. You know, he, he starts to move, and then you cut the camera to when he, he puts the chair right on uh, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. They should have cut the camera at that point. They should have not cut it to them, and then you see him wind up. Yeah, it, it, it right. still that shock, but uh, you you don't – if it was done that way, you will be like, wait, what? what the fuck? Yeah. Did you just see that? Yeah. Now, now it's like, oh, did you see that? But he was kind of already started. So um, I think mine, um, I actually got, um, I hate to cheat a little bit, but it's my podcast. I don't give a damn. Uh, I mean, because I really got two. The first one was Chris Jericho in 2008. When that awesome feud with him and Shawn Michaels that was only supposed to go a month and it ended up going six storytelling at its finest uh, even to the point where he was going to come out and do a fake retirement and then he brings his wife out who just in case you did not know used to be a nitro girl I'm going to judge by the eyebrows that Bennett didn't know that yeah, her, her, yeah, she, she uh, they actually uh, were um, uh, connected by Kevin Nash because Nash worked down there and uh, Sean had just retired and saw her on TV. But anyway, uh, but that that heel turn, like you didn't see it coming. And I think I put that one a little higher than this one is Hulk Hogan. Joining the NWO. Bash of the Beach. Bash of the Beach, 1996. He's the third man. The only thing that really put the seed, a uh, plant the seed in people's mind is when you got Bobby the Brain Heaton, one of the weasel, one of the best, goes, well, whose side is he on? He's been fighting for WCW. Whose side is he supposed to be on? So... I think if he had not said that or if he had said something like, oh, look, here's Hogan to come save the day, you know, sarcastically, yeah. that would have been, that would have been a little better, but hindsight obviously being 2020. Um, but that right there, like just listening to stories, it took a lot of convincing because Hogan was afraid that he was his merch and merchandise sales were going to go down or anything like that, that people would, wouldn't like it. Um, there was a plan B that Sting was supposed to be the third man. But Hogan decided to do it and rest is history. I think that's, that's another reason why they didn't turn John Cena heel after his initial uh, Dr. Thumb, um, his move to Raw with the title was they were afraid his merchandise sales were gone down and, you know, the kids love him. And it's also the reason why they didn't like Roman Reigns and wanted to turn Roman Reigns heel. The merchandise sales will go down. But um, as this last few months have shown, he's a great heel and he still keeps up coming up with merchandise and almost guarantee you they're flying off the shelves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would like to say, if there was was a second one or, yeah, if there's a second heel turn that I would say, um, Austin turning heel with Vince a couple times was pretty good. It wasn't like, you know, like, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. Like, because he did it a couple times, you know, like, I mean, but the one. The one around the rock is probably one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Oh, I agree. Like, honestly, it is, it is well established that WrestleMania 17 is the end of the Attitude Era. 
because obviously WCW had just been bought. Uh, ECW was out of business. So that was the end of the Attitude Era. And it was a good uh, plot, like a plot going forward of, okay, during the Attitude Era, you cheered Steve Austin. It's not the Attitude Era anymore. Now you got a boom. And uh, I think Steve had, had a, in the back of his head, like, you know, if he didn't, if he didn't think the crowd would have uh, accepted it, he, after the handshake, he would have stunned him and just keep going on. But he, he really, and a blessing in disguise was when him and Kurt Angle got injured uh, after King in the Ring. And you got those backstage segments where they're literally just trying to crack each other up. Like you could tell that it was genuine. Uh, who can make who uncomfortable the most or crack up the most? Um, I think the greatest segment I ever saw was this is your life. Uh, the rock. 100 out of a hundred, baby. Yes. And I was there. No way. It was in Greensboro, North Carolina at the Greensboro Coliseum. I was in there, uh, probably upper, uh, lower level. Yep. I, and I would and I will be perfectly honest with you. During the segment, when I'm watching it live, I'm going, is it done yet? <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I was laughing sometimes, but then it just started dragging on, like, man, is, is, is it going to end? And then going back and watching it and just hearing, because you can hear the reaction. In, in the uh, audience, but hearing it on, on TV, because, you know, they would, uh, if we ever was there, they would record it so we can keep it. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is actually, done, uh, it's better than watching on TV. And then you saw the ratings reporting, like, oh my God, that many million people watched it. And I was there and I was bitching about it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you probably, Felt a little bit silly after that. Oh, I mean, highest rated segment for a WWE program ever. So uh, I think um, we will. I'll ask one more question. So I know recently um, AEW and Impact have kind of had a little working agreement of sorts. Kenny Omega has shown up on a couple episodes of Impact. In fact, he uh, is going to wrestle at an Impact pay-per-view. Um, AEW has responded by um, purchasing paid advertisements on uh, Impact TV, which uh, if go watch them. Like, they're, they're funny. Uh, if you find them online, just go watch them. Um, but you really have a situation where you're having companies in North America. And I, I'm not talking about um, like when Ring of Honor talent would go to TNA and whatnot, because Ring of Honor really wasn't established. But you have established brands working together in the United States. Is this a good or a bad thing for WWE's monopoly on pro wrestling? I think it's a bad thing for them, personally, for, for, for the WWE, because whenever there's competition, um, there's a problem, especially for someone who wants to monopolize it like, like, like them. That's why we only have one NBA, one NFL, one NHL, because if you had two, there's not enough talent to go around. Now, pro wrestling, you have the luxury of having a ton of talent. 
Right. And it's not only just a ton of talent, it's people who you can train to be different. So if something's not working, you can train because in, in, in pro sports, you don't get that. You have somebody who's good at one thing and that's it. Wrestling, you can change somebody. So if you don't like, like Finn Balor's finishing move, you can tell him work on that because it's not good. You can't tell Derrick Henry to run faster. You know, I mean, that's a pretty bad example of it, but at the same oh. time, it's sort of. Um, I see what you mean. It's it's easier um, to find good talent, and that's what I think AEW and Impact and um, Ring of Honor and uh, even in Japan they've done uh, is finding that talent, and then not only finding like raw talent, but then hiring people who are in the business. Um, to come back, Jericho being one of them, uh, having him come out of WWE where he's a legend and going to AEW and basically helping make them relevant. Yeah. Uh, and Matt Hardy helping to make them relevant because I don't think if they had, if they didn't have Jericho, if they didn't have Hardy, they wouldn't be where they are right now. Um, if they didn't have those people, if they didn't have the people behind the scenes who know the business in and out, they wouldn't be where they are. Um, and I feel like AEW is beginning to become um, more popular because of, of their choices. I mean, I, I feel like the WWE is very limited in what they can do because um, they're sort of set, set in stone on what they want to do. I feel like M- Impact and, and AEW are basically burning out this trail of something new. Um, and I think that's something WWE is either going to have to adopt or they're going to have to steal or they're going to have to deal with is the fact that they can't do everything. And if AEW can put on more entertaining matches than the WWE can, if their storylines are better, then I think more people will start watching AEW than they will WWE. Because what does WWE really have? Name value? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They certainly have the history, but the history never comes up because they're, it's history, you know? You can sit there and talk about the good old days. See, see, the history comes up every time they bring out, uh, and that's at least one good thing of this global pandemic is we didn't have a Saudi show this November. But if we had a Saudi show, oh, trust me, the history will be brought up because all the matches are going to be the legends go over and basically squash the new talent. I mean, there was was a rumor that the – People who uh, I think the first Saudi show they did, uh, they gave them a list of names of people they wanted on the show. Uh, the Saudi government gave to WWE. Half the people on that list were dead. They wanted Yokozuna in that in that battle royal. Oh my lord! But I mean, that's where I feel like the WWE is. Um, is, is lacking is, is that they don't come up with very, any convincing storylines. If they don't come up with something fresh and new, um, then I feel like AEW is going to overtake them. And I mean, again, I, I, the history of the WWE is, is by far the best part of the WWE is the history. And looking back and saying, hey, look at this stuff. This was really cool. Uh, this was life changing. But the new stuff, I don't think in 10 years I'm going to be like, man, that AJ Styles Drew McIntyre match at um, TLC was the best ever because the way that they've set it up, you know, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like the storyline is going to set up to be a, an amazing match. It seems like it's just going to be another common match. No, but that's sad. You know, yeah, it's sad because I don't I don't like that. That's how it's going, and I feel like it's not the actor's fault. I don't feel like it's McIntyre's fault that they're not, you know. That, that, that they're, they're putting on as best they can, but um, I think it feel like it's just the lack of, of ability to do new stuff because of the conditions like mm-hmm. a global pandemic. I feel like after we get past this, maybe WWE will come up with stuff, but um, again, I'm missing the old matches. Right. I mean, last man standing matches, like true last man standing matches, casket matches. When was the last time they had a casket match that was like good? Like when was the last amazing casket match? Hasn't been any of the past few. I'll give you that. Um, I am legitimately blanking. Um, 
I mean, honestly, I would say probably in the Attitude Era. Um, yeah, Michael's an Undertaker, maybe. And, and uh, the, it brings up my point of they've now lost the Undertaker. The Undertaker has has retired from wrestling, but of course he'll be back probably in a future Royal Rumble at some point in time. He'll he'll make a surprise appearance or something because that's just what the legends do. But now he's officially a legend. He's no longer a member of the roster, um, meaning they've lost a little bit of credibility of, hey, this guy is literally the goat of wrestling. He's still, there's always something new that could happen with this guy, um, which showed, you know, it sort of died down at the end with AJ, but um, they don't really have anyone else like that on their roster. If they had John Cena, maybe there's something there of like, oh, it's John Cena. And they don't really have that now. So that's, that's, that's my view on it is, um, I feel like AEW with Chris Jericho having, you know, some legends making new stuff over there that will last a while will be, you know, the future. Yeah. Hmm. Well, after that, I, I did some thinking, um, to be honest with you, I think it's great that AEW and Impact are working together because if it works, it's going to force the WWE to actually make some changes. Because the last time they had competition was WCW all those years ago. Right. And what they do when they're losing in the ratings? They got better. They improved. They changed things. They, they got out of their comfort zone. Right. To create a new stars, made new storylines, made stuff that was entertaining, made people want to draw in. Now they've just gotten complacent and lazy. And although I think they have better storylines than AEW or Impact per se, I think the matches are much better in those other companies. Then WWE, and they've just gotten complacent, and like you said, Kyle, they're dragging on for too long, and it's just hurting their audience. And this past Monday, they had the lowest ever viewership on a Raw episode, which sucked because it was actually a pretty okay episode. But they're just not getting anymore. So you know what? I think if they just AEW and Impact are doing something different, they're changing things up, and it and hopefully it works because in that point, it, maybe it's bad for viewership for a little little point in time, but. Maybe good for the future because maybe they'll actually do some new things, create new stars, and just freshen up the product. And that's what WWE needs to do. They're too complacent with this monopoly, and it's costing them. They're costing them talent all over, and especially, especially during the, the uh, this past spring when they released twenty five superstars and they had no reason to. That's another part. Um, just brutal, terrible day. They had all this money and they still released all those guys. Yeah, they they released all of them, and yet. When the next uh, quarterly earnings came out, they had record earnings. So you're trying to tell me if every one of them had maybe their contract was worth $100,000. Okay. So at most, that's $2.5 million. Okay. You made $170-ish million. And you cut and you cut to save two point five. I mean, yeah, it was, it was not a great decision. No, I mean, I, I understand that. Um, you know, basically the majority of those that got released were really dependent on the house show circuit, so they really weren't being used on TV. And WWE was really. I didn't realize. I I had completely forgotten they had released all these people. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, because oh, I mean, really? they released Aiden English. Oh, yeah. and Heath Slater. I was about to talk about Heath Slater. <laughs> He's a good yeah. guy. Just as long as you don't put it, group him with the Ascension. In that case, we're really going to have an issue. We're three. How about three MD? Am I allowed to talk about three MD? <laughs> okay. Well, you have two former. You have two. You have one former World Heavyweight Champion. WWE champion and one current WWE champion from that group. So, right. I mean, and one of them was the worst champion. Had to be one of the worst champions of all time. Agree. They had to put him over, though. But I, I think, like, I like what what they're doing. Like, I legitimately was shocked when I saw the end of that episode, and Don Callis is running past Tony Khan with Omega. And the running pass, and all the wrestlers are like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then they get them, get them, and uh, the guy who's interviewing says, "Hey, what happened?" Because you gotta, you gotta tune in Tuesday night to find out. 
And I and the reaction was, wait, Dynamite's on Wednesday. Just no, no, Impact on Access TV. We'll tell the world. And we were like, what? And now, so you, you have them do a promo. Now, obviously, it was taped. So, but still, like, it was some of their highest viewership. Uh, and now, um, I believe, um, now we're recording this in December. So, I believe there was a rumor that the Good Brothers were supposed to show up on AEW tonight. So I'll have to go back and look at the results, but I mean, you have that interaction um, and you have Kenny Omega, who's the triple A mega champion. You have John Moxley, who is the IWGP United States champion. And honestly, right now, the only way he's going to lose that title is someone's going to have to come over here, beat him for it. And then because they're not going to let him go to Japan because of the pandemic right now. Um, same with Chris Jericho. So you have that history of working together and I think this could really be and even the NWA. Um, they stopped doing their shows because of the pandemic and then they had uh, their women's champion show up do an awesome program with the AEW Women's Champion. So you're seeing these titles on other shows when normally if you would see a title on another show, it was someone throwing it in the garbage. Alundra Blaze. Bingo. So you have, and you, you, you did that earlier with the pin. That was, that was yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Appreciate you got that. I did. I did. Um, one of the first episodes of um, Monday Night Show. I was probably in December of 95, but I like how it's being done that they're putting the business before their profits, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, tell you now. If you have a pay-per-view lineup of Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks. I uh, think the women's champion is Deanna Perrazzo. Her versus Akaro Shida. And hell, you have uh, TJP versus Darby Allen. Champions versus champions. That right there is, lit- is literally who's going to be leading the wrestling business for the next 10 years. And W now Vince senior, he would have the NWA champion show up, you know, he would have, they would go to 60 minute draws, but you now have it in 2020. I mean, that right there, like I would love if Vince actually, unfortunately the only way this is going to happen is Vince has to relinquish control of the company, which we all know. The only way that's going to happen is when he dies and somehow he has um, regenerative powers that he's going to be alive until he's 200. Uh-huh. But, uh, he's, uh, we, we, we don't want anyone to die on the show. But anyway, um, but you have a true World Cup of Wrestling. I know a, a promotion in England did that one time, but you have a World Cup of Wrestling. You have stars from WWE, AEW, NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, All Japan. You have all these uh, stars. And just, you know, it it can be one of those things where if um, you split it, basically it's an even split. Uh, You allow your broadcasting partner. So with WWE, it could rather be Fox or USA, TNT, Access, um, Sinclair, allow them to broadcast it live. And you you have uh, whoever, on um, whatever channel you're on, you have that show's broadcasting crew calling the action. And, you know, 
So say it's uh, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Are you going to fight under AEW rules? Are you going to fight under WWE rules? Like, really? It's, you have all these, like, dream matches. And that's why the invasion angle was such a missed opportunity was you had the opportunity to bring in the biggest stars from WCW, the biggest stars in WWF, one house, all these matches. And you get Landstorm, Hugh Morris, and Buff Bagwell. So it is it is great for AEW. It is great for Impact. It's gonna, it's in a time when you can't do shows outside of te- television, it broadens the eyes. It gets more people interested. If WWE jumps on board, it's it will revolutionize the industry. Otherwise, I can see it literally becoming like the new NWA where all these promotions will band together in a way Take on Vince. I can see it happening. Fair enough. Yeah, I can see it too. So, man, we've we've been rocking and rolling with this thing. So, um, minute, Matt has been a fun uh, chat. <laughs> uh, a a FCC free chat. Um, we have learned that. Um, oh, and by the way, Bennett, when I said about the big show and the heel turn. Uh, because if you had said the big show, the first thing I would have said is which one? I was thinking about the Survivor Series one where he uh, he sucker punched John Cena. Which Survivor Series one? He's made like three turns at Survivor Series alone. By himself while he walked out for the 10 count. Dude, like, yeah. Literally. I mean, All without right. that one though, Nicholas wouldn't have had such a great end, but you know. Which which one of the fifty heel or face turns do you want for Big Show? I mean, times the Big Show cried on screen. We'll be here another three hours just trash talking the Big Show. <laughs> I mean, he's but, a pretty big target. But at the same at the same time, he is a great guy because I in no way, shape, or form want to get choke slammed by him. No, I want his big right hand. No, absolutely not. Uh, you, you know what, Big Show? If you're out here listening to this, good job, man. We're oh, proud of you. Big Show, if you're listening to this, oh my God, how'd you find it? <laughs> yeah. How? There's trash talk about me and it just popped up on Google. Oh, I actually. Oh, yeah. He's so, already figured out our home addresses. He's walking here now. He doesn't He doesn't drive. He's walking. Right. He, okay. Actually, I, I just, we were talking about trash talking. Um, quick, uh, best trash talk that you had to a wrestler. Like, like, wait, like. You, so, so you're, you're watching TV or you're watch, playing the video game and you're trash talking someone. What's, what memory you got of that? Oh, Maya Jax, a thousand percent. I want to, I, I mean, if I was going to trash talk about anyone, it'd be her. Um, or, or, or honestly, the entire angle that's going on right now. Because yeah. I don't understand. I don't know if Asuka's from like Japan. She I get that she's, Okay. I don't know if she already knew English before she joined the WWE, but listening to her promos is painful. Uh, I just mute the TV or change uh, channel. I mean, listening to her promos are, is painful. Listening to Lana talk uh, is painful because, again, 2015 mind, she was Russian. Um, yeah. So uh, listening to that is painful. And then um, yep. uh, Nia Jackson in general, is, just, is she's painful to watch. Um and it's you know it's just because you, how are you supposed to beat her? I mean Lana pinned her, but I mean you know how is she supposed to go down? Like kick her in the legs a couple times? Right. What what? Because I'm honestly at a dead end with this person. I agree. And, and and just that whole thing until I guess Becky Lynch comes back, I feel like the women's division sort of in tatters. And I'll, is Charlotte Flair still wrestling? What happened to her? She's hurt. Okay. She, but when they uh, come back, I feel like we'll, we'll we'll finally be back to where we were because Bailey and Sasha Banks got old quick. Sasha Banks is getting old fast, honestly. Um, see, they, they new that turn, that turn was too quick. 
the well, Bailey no, term? I, I, actually, let, 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 let me change it. They drug it out for too long, and the payoff was too quick. Now, obviously, yep. obviously they wanted it to be in front of a uh, room full of fans, but the, that's why they drew, had it drawn out because, you know, it was supposed to happen at WrestleMania. Then it ha- was supposed to happen at Summers- SummerSlam. And then, ah, uh, man, like, it's it's sad. Um, what about you, Matt? I would, I would try. Go ahead, go ahead. Quick, quick, uh, quick story. Um, I didn't really like the revival. Um, just because of their, they could have done better. I like, I, I like their matches. I just didn't like the character. So I went to Clash of Champions 2019 last year, and they had a Raw Tag Team Title match. Uh-huh. No, sorry, SmackDown. It was SmackDown. They faced New Day. Yeah. But this is like, this is an in-person connection. I was in the second row, sorry, third row, and I was, and then they, they were on the apron, and then um, Scott Dawson was trying to get tagged in from dash and i said don't tag him in and he just pointed me said shut your mouth (laughs) i was like like, oh my god there's no way and then he just looked at me after the match said how's that buddy it's like what do you want me to do (laughs) so so i got a newfound respect for them after that but i'd have to agree with bennett at least on tv every time the oscar's on dude it's it's not fair to her because she has so much talent they just i don't know why they think those promos are a good idea so that mine is something that to this day I still rag on a friend of mine for doing. King of the Ring '99, Rock and Undertaker. As they're the match is apparently not started yet, they're brawling on the outside. We are in, we are at the on the floor, the last row at the stage at the corner. So it's like if you're walking out. At that little uh, first corner on the right, we were right there. It was me, my mom, my older brother, uh, Neil, and Ryan. So Ryan, the entire time, was shit-talking The Undertaker. You suck, man. Like He was, he was like shit-talking, and they actually did a spot where he hit him into the guardrail. You can see the family on TV. He's still shit-talking him. And Undertaker, and Undertaker won. So for the entire time, even to this day, I'm like, you know, The Rock could have won the title if it hadn't been for your ass. <laughs> and he was like, that must have been it. He was like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. But unfortunately, the um, most memorable for the wrong reasons I can remember is we're watching Over the Edge 99. And they're getting ready to do the Blue Blazer versus the Godfather. And um, they're showing the package, uh, the interview. And next thing you know, I hear, you know, one of my friends was sitting, we're watching at my parents' house. My friends is like, man, I wish you would just shut up. And then they come back on TV and go, yeah, there's been an accident. And I'm going, did you do that? No, 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 no. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then when it really became like what happened, uh, we're like, oh, man. And we gave him so much hell for it. Like uh, we... (laughs) I'm I'm not saying and uh, who who the friend was just for his uh, uh, his sake, but yeah, we're like, yeah, you uh, if you had not said that, you know, shut up. But I mean, yeah, that's true. yeah unfortunately, that's I mean, we remember that. You know, we're we're talking shit to him, but the next thing you know, that happened. So, um. Matt Bennett, it's been awesome having you guys on. Um, any uh, shout-outs you want to send out before we uh, end for the episode? Uh, tune into WCCU. Uh, uh, I don't know when uh, because I don't think we figured out that schedule for Sports Uncaged. But please start tuning in to Sports Uncaged. Um, I think it's still going to be called Sports Uncaged, right, Kyle? You're leaving that name with us. 
Yes, which reminds me, uh, we got to figure out a way to transfer the Instagram, Instagram page to you. Um, and tune in because uh, we're, we're going to be talking a little bit of wrestling. Uh, we'll split up, you know, uh, evenly what we're probably going to talk about. The wrestling, baseball, basketball, coastal sports, and football. Yes. Um, and uh, it'll probably be around six o'clock is when that show will come on, but I don't know what day. So uh, if you have me on again, or if you have me and Matt on again or something like that, we can give you dates when we figure right. that out. Well, ho hopefully this will probably air um, after probably the new year, but yeah. Um, I'll, I'll definitely put the link to the radio station in the description. So that way anyone who sees this podcast will be able to what see the podcast you know we'll be able to go uh uh check out wcc radio matt uh shout out to my mom dad for making making me happen uh let me be on the show pretty cool uh you know uh shout out to them and my family um team swish on youtube uh we got eight, almost 80 subscribers so come on down we're right there uh and Kyle, appreciate you having me on. Really been a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll definitely do this again. Um, once everything just keeps going up, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely have some more uh, content to uh, do. And once again, thank everyone. Uh, make sure you can check us out wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast at, we will be there. And on Amazon Music. I'm sorry? You gonna put that on Amazon Music? Do they have a podcast thing on Amazon? Uh, we will look into that. Because hmm. that's all I have. I don't even have Spotify. <laughs> we will we'll have the in, the intern that I do not have look into that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we the, the the intern gag is still going. I'm I'm keeping it. I'm keeping that for myself. But uh, thank everyone for listening. Uh, tune in next time. We will have more great guests, more great content, more great talks, and just random bullshit. Just that's what we. That's what this is what we're gonna do. Literally just random bullshit. So. Thank everyone and we will see you next time.